Welcome to So Tell Me What You Do. I'm Amy Hutto, a life coach who works with small business owners to stop the overwhelm and get to clarity. And if we talked, you'd know that what I love most in the world is learning all about other people's work, why they just have to do that thing they do. So join me as we talk to a different small business owner, entrepreneur, creative, or nonprofit leader each week so they can tell me and you what they do. This podcast represents the opinions of the speakers and guests to the show. The content should not be taken as advice, medical or otherwise. The content here is for informational purposes only. Because each person is so unique, please consult a healthcare professional for any medical questions. Hi, Jessica. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Jessica, thanks for being here today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Jessica Hill, and I am the founder of The Parent Collective. So Jessica, at The Parent Collective, what is it that you do? So we offer education and community for expectant and new parents. I started The Parent Collective because I had both of my boys in England, where there's been this program for over 70 years called the NCT, National Childbirth Trust, which brings expectant couples together for education, but they sort their participants by their neighborhood and their due date so that you have the opportunity to build a support network before your babies arrive. And so I returned to the States and would ask my friends with, you know, toddlers like my two-year-old, what their experience of kind of new parenthood had been and was shocked to hear just how isolating and how lonely it was for most of the moms that I met. And so I created the Parent Collective initially, sort of inspired by the NCT and my experience in in England. And since then, it's expanded to communities for new moms and coaching for mothers and couples. What an inspiring start. So in order to bring parents in during this season of their lives, what are the offerings that you have? So we have a prenatal series, which is a five-session series that covers everything from late pregnancy through to labor and delivery, and that includes things like pain management and relaxation and various procedures that you may encounter, like a C-section or induction. And then we shift into new baby care, so breast and bottle feeding, new baby care, and postpartum transition for parents. So that's our main kind of prenatal offering. We also have individual classes and CPR and first aid and things like that. But people often come to us for that sort of education and community offering. And then once babies are born, we have Zoom-based new moms groups and working moms groups, which are designed to kind of help women find others who are going through a similar learning curve, right? Whether it's sleep and feeding and, and adjusting to their changing identity with motherhood or you know, the unique challenges of managing those transitions while also having a return to work on the horizon (laughs) and all of the logistics and things you have to think about and emotional considerations that you have to think about. So we have that. And then I am a fair play facilitator. I work with moms and couples, actually couples more so recently around the fair play method, which was developed by Eve Rodsky. And it's a way of rebalancing the invisible labor of home and childcare in partnership with your partner. I'm sure you've had many a, a client who has struggled with 
feelings of resentment or frustration with their partner because they feel like they're carrying the bulk of the load themselves at home and they're feeling unsupported or not seen that work isn't seen or valued as work by their partner. And so I work with couples to help facilitate conversations and implement a system to help them reach a place of fairness, whatever that means for their family. Jessica, it sounds like you're juggling a schedule, lots of classes and all of these fair play sessions. What's the behind the scenes look like to make all of that happen? That has been a real journey (laughs) to say, because my sort of default is to be a box checker. Like there's something very satisfying to me about taking off the kind of low hanging fruit, but I was finding that there, you know, there's so much to be done, whether it's logistics or marketing or updating our Instagram. I do everything except teach the classes, the prenatal education classes. I do not do that, thankfully. But, you know, I'm, I'm wearing so many hats, whether it's accountant or marketer or business development, going out and meeting OBGYNs or other practitioners in my area. And so I was finding that I wasn't getting to the meatier stuff because I was sticking with <laughs> with the uh, the low-hanging fruit. So, you know, my days, I, I try and keep my coaching scheduled for when my kids are out of the house and I have quiet space. And then I block off alternating days to focus on my coaching practice or my prenatal programming so that I can really dig a little bit deeper on some of those items on the to-do list that are a little more abstract or require a little bit more deep thinking. So, but it has been tough to manage so many different kind of plates spinning a work in progress on that. Every business owner probably agrees with you about how tough it is to keep all those plates spinning, but I bet a bunch of them are pretty jealous of your organizational capabilities with that block schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I have to keep to it, though. I have to keep myself honest because it can be very appealing, the draw to, you know, that feeling of productivity versus really being able to dive deeper into developing programming or writing something that requires a little bit more space. So So Jessica, you said you started the business when you came back from England and had this totally different experience than mom's described here. How did you know it was time to make it a business here? That's a great question. I've always been a doer. I've always been, my wheels are always spinning. I'm always trying to think about how I can be productive and useful and, and help people. And when I first moved back to the States, I focused very much on developing our community where we moved, right? And that looked like a lot of PTA volunteering and just trying to get involved in the the school communities of my boys. But I really, it sort of speaks to the kind of coaching that I'm doing now. I really always felt like I needed something for me. My identity or my interests weren't really, I wasn't scratching that itch. It was It was a little bit more performative, trying to get my roots in, in the community. And so I met another woman who was English, who had kids the same age as I did at the time. And I was telling her that I had this idea, but that there was no way that I could do it by myself because I had two little kids and it felt like a huge lift. And she immediately jumped in and said, I'd love to do it too. Let's do it together. And so for the first couple of years of the parent collective, as we were establishing the kind of prenatal education side of the business, 
she was there alongside me. And so I had an accountability partner built in. I had somebody to divide and conquer with. She was very kind of gregarious, very outgoing kind of sales person. And that's a little bit less uh, my forte. And so she would take on that. And I was doing a lot of the kind of marketing and logistics and partnership development. And so we were able to really complement each other and our skill sets. And so that was a huge, and also it was, it was social, right? It wasn't, I wasn't, as we've talked about, this can be a lonely existence, just working on your own. And so it was social, it was fun. It was, it gave me that kind of community piece of it as well. And I don't know that I would have started it without her. And then she moved two years in, but we were established enough that I was able to stretch myself. And, and that was a real pivotal point for me because it forced me to do a lot of the things that I had kind of shied away from because I had her there to do it for me, right? Speaking in public or going out and selling the company in a, a more aggressive way. That's just not something that I've ever been really comfortable with. So I really had about a year where I was building up my confidence around some of these other roles that I had to take on with her leaving. What a great story because you had a collective to start your business. Yeah, absolutely. And starting motherhood. Absolutely. And I tell women that I coach all the time, if they're thinking about starting something, that having a community of like-minded people or just one person, whether that's a friend that you meet for coffee once a week to just kind of bounce ideas off of each other. I think that that kind of accountability partner can be so impactful, especially in those early days to keep you on track and to keep you motivated. She was amazing. She is amazing. She's just not not nearby anymore. So Jessica, running the Parent Collective, what do you love about it? Nothing makes me happier than going to a local coffee shop and seeing a group of young moms with babies gathered together and realizing that they were in our prenatal education group and they carried that community on with them. I've had people come up to me and say, you're, are you Jessica? This is our parent collective group, you know, it, and that's what it's all about for me, really. I, there's no reason that new motherhood needs to be lonely and isolating time. It can make it so much better. I mean, if you read the research around postpartum anxiety or depression, you know, one of the first recommendations is find women who are in it in the same stage as you, because just hearing validation, right? Just hearing, man, this is hard, right? Or, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm failing because everybody feels like they're failing at that stage of motherhood, right? It's so unmooring and so it just plays on your insecurities. And so by hearing that other women have those same feelings, it's not just you that feels like you're failing, but everybody does. That can just lift the cloud just like that. So that is definitely up there. And then I really love the coaching work that I do, especially with couples, because I think that it's so impactful. And I think actually husbands specifically really grab onto the structure of fair play and the fact that they have roles and responsibilities, jobs to do each week, as opposed to couples counseling, which is a little bit more reflective and, you know, digging deeper into emotions. This is a little bit more action oriented. 
And I think that they respond really well to that. And so that has been so gratifying because I just see that resentment lift and closeness return. Like, oh, this is why we like each other. <laughs> this is why we chose each other, right? Because, because especially in new parenthood, you know, it's a rough time for marriages and partnerships. It's everybody's overworked and underappreciated. And so it can be a, a time of real disconnection. And those needs don't go away as your kids get older. They just shift. For sure. For sure. Jessica, what is one thing that you wish your clients could understand? I think the biggest thing that I wish my clients could understand, since most of my clients are mothers, is that it isn't indulgent to prioritize yourself. I think that we live in this capitalist society where mothers, you know, there's this ideal mother image that we have. And then the ideal worker image, if you're, if you're a mother that works outside the home, nowhere in any of these images is, is, are women taking care of themselves. They're taking care of everybody else, right? They're taking care of their boss or their manager. They're taking care of their kids. They're taking care of their partners. And it's it's almost seen as frivolous to prioritize themselves. And yet I hate the phrase self-care because I just, I think it's women now see it as just another thing that I'm failing at, right? Another thing that I'm supposed to do that I'm failing at. And so I work a lot with moms around how to, in a manageable way, incorporate things that they love into their average day so that it's not just hopping on that hamster wheel. And every day I hear from so many moms that they wake up and they already know exactly how their day is going to play out, right? It's going to look exactly like yesterday and exactly like the day before. And that's where burnout and feelings of disconnection. And so I think that that would be my biggest hope is that they prioritize themselves. What's your eternal challenge? When I started the Parent Collective, the one thing that I didn't fully appreciate was that because the, the systems of the UK and the US are so different, the NCT, which is what, what we're kind of modeled off of in the UK, was really the only game in town. Whereas I'm up against hospitals and OB practices and, and all of these private practitioners. So I think visibility looking through is my biggest challenge in coaching and in, in prenatal education, because I think there's so much noise. There's so, there's so much noise. And so thankfully, we get a lot of referrals from clients, a huge piece of, of our participant pool. But, but I think the fact that everybody, that there's a whole new audience every nine months, right? <laughs> so that, that's a big challenge. Yeah, it's an eternal need too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the moments when it's really hard that let you fall in love with it all over again? Especially with the education side of things. I'm not on the front lines, right? I'm not teaching the classes. So I don't get that immediate feedback. And coaching has allowed me to have that connection with clients, which I absolutely love. But just receiving an email or appreciation from people who, I mean, I've had a mother reach out to me after she took our class, after she had her baby to say, your class brought my husband and I so much closer together because we really felt like we were 
a team and I really felt like he had my back because he knew what having my back looked like, right? Because he didn't know what questions to ask before. So he didn't know how to participate. So things like that, anecdotes like that, I think really helped me through some of the trickier, (laughs) trickier times. You're a community builder. And so seeing those times when the community shows itself to you gives you that ring roll. Absolutely. Jessica, who do you wish you could reach? Well, from a coaching perspective, I wish that I could reach those moms I was talking about before who don't feel like they're deserving of time and energy that don't prioritize themselves and sort of exist in this, what would I describe it as? They're just sort of in a fog of just meals, activities, schools, dishes. It's just this sort of constant loop of things that make them unhappy. And I I wish that I could reach those people and convince them that their happiness is, is important. Life is more than just the hamster wheel of musts. Yeah, absolutely. What is your one takeaway from doing this work? If I had to pick one, I would say that the system is rigged. <laughs> I think that that is my takeaway. And the more that I dig deeper into how our government economy support women or don't support women, as the case may be, the more fired up I get to take on more of an activist role. Those gender roles that we were talking about, the child care, the child care crisis that we're in the midst of at the moment, these are all things that keep women down. And Fair Play started as a movement, as a, as a method of supporting women because and and supporting couples uh, because what the research was finding was that even in dual income households women were doing 75% of the the work of home and child care and that not only puts undue burdens on working women but it also prevents men from stepping into their role as a caregiver right as a having deep and meaningful relationships with their their kids and their families and so nobody no nobody wins you know with the the system as it is and so i think that if i had to name one thing it would be that i am fired up to make changes well i can't wait to see what you do <laughs> watch the space jessica if someone is a new or expectant mother and they want to reach out to you how do they get started they can find me at our website, which is theparentcollective.com. We're also on social media at the Parent Collective TPC. And they can always email me at jessica at theparentcollective.com if they have any questions. Thank you for being here and sharing today. Sure. My pleasure. Thanks for joining us. If you felt inspired by what you heard today, I encourage you to take the first step towards that thing you feel called to do. If you need some help gaining clarity on that vision, reach out. The world needs more people to do the thing they love most, and that includes you.